2: 2015 We made it Uh Boy what a year This has uh, Been uh, An awesome year for Brad and I Both personally and professionally We both became uh Uncles For the first and second time Uh And Uh, uh Professionally Uh Stand up wise We both uh We both had a lot of fun Had a lot of great Road experiences Um uh, you know, me getting to go to New York City and open for Dan Cook at the Beacon Theater, uh, on top of uh, continuing my uh, my uh, my headlining uh, uh, opportunities, and of course, Brad, uh, you know, continues to crush on the road, and then uh, took a radio gig in San Fran for a little bit, and left the stand-up world, and uh, and got to see what it was like to uh, to take a break from the thing he loved, and uh, turns out he loved it too much, and had to get right back to it. Uh, but it's been an awesome year. Uh, the podcast grew leaps and bounds. I mean, just, you know, look at, look at uh, the iTunes page of About Last Night and see the guests we've had in the last two months. It's, it's really been incredible, some of the people we've been able to uh, get and that have wanted to come on the show. People are reaching out to us now because they want to come on the show, and, uh, and it couldn't be cooler. Uh, guests coming up, obviously, Adam Carolla, Joe Coy, John Krasinski, Jason Alexander, um, working on some other really big names uh, because, you know what, you don't ask, you don't get and uh, we've got a pretty good track record, and hopefully that uh, contributes to us continuing to get uh, more and more guests that we, uh, that we want to have on so you guys can continue to get uh, a great hour of programming. Today's show uh, is one of my favorites we've had in the history of the podcast. Uh, our guest is Nick Thune, who, if you don't know who Nick Thune is, you must not know what comedy is, because he's, uh, boy, that was a big, that was a, that's a great compliment, by the way. Nick, if you're listening. Fucking, I'd like a shout out For that compliment Uh, But he deserves it man Nick is from Seattle Like me So obviously I've got A uh, a biased connection Um, But he's uh, really One of the first dudes That I watched um, When I was first Starting out That I was like Oh man Like that's just like He he was one of my favorites And uh, made me uh, Curious to get more Into stand up Because he was just Having so much fun And and people uh, He's a very likable person And on top of that His writing is great And he's a great performer And um uh, he's got a Comedy Central half-hour special. He just came out with his hour Netflix special called Folk Hero. Um, you've seen him on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. He made numerous appearances on on The, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Uh, he's been on The Fallon Show, uh, the new Fallon Tonight Show. He's been on Conan many times. Uh, uh, Knocked Up, Unaccompanied Minors um, Several TV shows You know, the list goes on and on Uh, Nick's one of the best dudes around Uh, He's got quite the story Uh, Working at the Boys and Girls Club in Seattle Getting kicked out of school Getting kicked out of his house uh, Pulling a prank at his 10-year reunion Almost getting mugged in Denver a few months ago Uh, And then on top of that being an incredible guitarist And he uh, drops a few Nick Thune originals on the podcast that he's never played before. Uh, it's an, it's a great episode, hilarious. Uh, Brad and I just had such a good time talking to him, and you're going to really love it. Follow Nick on Twitter, at Nick Thune. Uh, he's touring all the time, so check out his website, nickthune.com, for all of his tour dates. And go see him live because he's one of the best. Uh, Follow Brad on Twitter at FunnyBrad. Follow me on Twitter at AdamRayComedy. Brad, coming up, Brad Williams is going to be at the University of Denver January 13th in Denver, Colorado. And right after that, January 14th through the 17th, Brad will be at the Comedy Works in Denver, Colorado. So go see him uh, in Denver. I will be at the Hollywood Improv uh, January 6th. Um, and I will be at the Laugh Factory January 7th. Both those shows are at 10 o'clock. Go to my website, AdamRayTV.com, to get tickets. And then I'll also be at Zanies in Chicago January 27th through the 31st. Uh, get your tickets at Zanies.com. And uh, come out and see me. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We can't do this without you guys and your uh, your, uh, your love that you give to the show. Tweet at us every time you love an episode. You guys have been so great about that. With the Dana Carvey episode, the Jerry Ferrara, the Melissa McCarthy, the Tony Danza episode, which I, apparently I think you guys love that so much and, and Danza loved doing it that I think I'm going to get a, a part two when I go back to New York in February. So uh, get ready for that shit. Um, Tweet at us Every time you you, you listen to the pod Tweet at us Hashtag ABLN Podcast Tell us how much you love it Because it helps We we love hearing that Um and, uh, and, of course, subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends to, su- to subscribe. Get it on your you know your iPhone, your Android. you got that podcast app. Get it. Download the show. Tell people because uh, they're going to love it because we have a good time, and you guys have a good time listening, and that's evident in the tweets and the emails that we get from you. Of course, if you want uh, ABL and T-shirts and merch, go to Estoy Merchandise, E-S-T-O-Y Merchandise.com to get your About Last Night podcast merch wear the shirts, wear them around town, support the show, and then people will be like, hey, what's that shirt up? And you're like, it's a, a, my favorite podcast. Like, what podcast is that? And you're like, yeah, it's About Last Night. You can go to the website, aboutlastnightpodcast.com, or get it on iTunes, man. And like, oh, cool, can I have that shirt? And you're like, yeah, man, happy holidays to the season. It's, I'm going to start the new year off right by being generous and giving away my clothes. So, if you meet that guy, get a free shirt or buy one at astoymerchandise.com. That's all the merch info. Those are the tour dates. Those are the Twitter handles. And now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back and enjoy the first About Last Night podcast of 2015 with the very funny Mr. Nick Thune. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat. What the during lunch, dinner, or breakfast, Brad Williams and Adam Ray, are here for you any time of the day, so come on and treat yourself right, it's about last night, can you hear voices? Oh, it sounds great, a little yeah. loud, a little loud. Really got really <laughs> sensitive ears, <laughs> I was gonna say that, I didn't want to make you uncomfortable, but... Yeah. You walked in on I was just like, very don't scream in that guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and you're here from the power of Facebook because you, you got jealous. <laughs>
0: that either sounded like a shitty... Oh, yeah. S- <laughs> you know, that was like um, sometimes at night I wake up. I don't even remember when I posted that, but I just sometimes start going through Facebook and just start... I love, <laughs> when you're half asleep. I love talking shit on Facebook. Antagonizing when you're favorite. half asleep, yeah. yeah.
2: Especially through the comment.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I love comments. Um... <laughs> Tagging stuff, people
1: tagging people that don't have anything to do with things. Yeah. P- people could have like you say full on conversations about Ferguson, Missouri on Facebook, and you're like, Yeah, I'm reading that thread, and then someone just posted a picture of their baby sticking a hot dog in their nose. I'm gonna comment um, on that instead. That's- which is dangerous, actually, hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's one thing where you just like
0: tag like child protective services. <laughs>
2: I wait. So you yes, yeah, so you are on Facebook, and you hit Brad up, and you said I do.
0: But I, I really do surf Facebook just to hate on people, but not not like in a serious way. No. I, I try and bring light to serious. But I I came from um, a lot of you know high school people that are following me for some reason that stuff mm-hmm. pops up. But you know what it's like too, and. I don't know if you guys have a personal Facebook page or if it's just you as a comedian and anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do a personal one at one point and it was just boring. And I was like, why why is it so boring? And she goes, because you're not popular on this one. You're only popular on the one that's your real name. God. She's like, this is what Facebook is like for everyone else. You get, you post a picture and get a couple likes. I'm like, no, I need a couple hundred
2: to make it feel like
0: a Right, you a have significant person. What was yeah. that your like? Standards.
2: What was that like <laughs> yeah. when you started to like feel some uh, some boom in your popularity and you started to see more like more likes or more comments or more people going, you know, tagging you and posting your videos from late night sets or, or your special? Like, what, what was that uh, anxiety for real? <laughs> no, I mean, it feel Of course,
0: anytime somebody shares something you do, it feels good. Yeah, but I um I really don't look at that stuff. I don't like to. I don't look at comments. I was. I've just added this little kind of a real thing that happened inside why i don't look at comments but um in this new bit that i'm doing where my dad because i got i actually got like um almost beat up on the streets of denver because my pants were too tight and these guys were What's call that? me a faggot and like surrounded me and it was like really scary recently and yeah yeah i'm one ninety. 190 yeah um, you're a. Uh... You're, i would one glance at you and be like oh i probably shouldn't probably like, i'm not gonna like yeah i, I mean pro- i'm not intimidating in any way but i wouldn't
2: scream in your ears
0: no like that, you know it, but this one what as i'm trying to figure out a, the right way to navigate um a serious situation in my life that actually brought fear and helplessness and um i saw like the look in these guys eyes that i've actually never seen in anybody this rage and it's, it's scary and I was trying to like, I'm was i trying to navigate now the waters of how do I do this on stage and, and bring comedy into it. You know? But you also
2: want to like, uh, paint the picture to and, yeah. so that
0: people can understand what you went through so that when you... Well, there's a moment right now, too, where I actually ask everybody to take... Because I was alone on a street in Denver at 1 a.m. So yeah. and when you're in a comedy show and everybody's having fun, it's like take yourself out of this moment for a second and be in a city that you don't live in alone on a street and have this hat and and it, it all started by getting tripped from behind like when you're in junior high and somebody kicks one of your legs behind your other one it does you know like fall it's not a serious trip but it like it's like slows you down a little bit well, yeah. that but you're you know? six
1: whatever if you trip and fall that's a long fucking a way, long down. way down <laughs> me, me i don't have to worry about that kind of thing yeah. i'm like eh, whatever. That's it, fine. You could, yeah whatever you a a, can probably roll out of that no problem yeah exactly <laughs> shoulder roll i'm okay it's a acrobatic thing that, that, that's a dramatic incident now did, now did the guys trip you the guy did, yeah. Just There's, because you're, just because you they just me from behind. I didn't even. I thought
0: I was alone on a street, and so it was really shocking. Yeah. Uh, uh, all that to get around to when I'm saying it's. It's a bit that I want to do on like the Tonight Show or something. So I actually had to find a way to maybe take the word faggot out of it because I, you can't do that. But
1: really, you can't say faggot on the Tonight Show anymore. Bit, you think like you could say it if it
0: was a real thing, but then you can't. Right, right. That's one of those things we like, do. And Jay goes,
1: "Okay, that's all the time we got." <laughs> and
0: I'm Natalie Imbruglia here. Stick around. Yeah. And I was, it actually brought me back to the only other time that I've been called a faggot, at least into my face, or not even to my face, but my dad sent me a comment. That was on one of my first YouTube videos And the comment was Dear faggot, why are you so gay?
1: (laughs) And your dad sent that to you That sounds
2: like a Judy Judy
0: Bloom
1: book That never got
0: made (laughs) My dad sent it to me and said Hey, do you know this guy? And I was like, dad What you don't understand (laughs) Is that I don't know these people Like that's before he understood <laughs> right. um, the internet. Um, the like, internet no, at Dad, all. This is a random person that hates. Yeah, it's me. one of my buddies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to mix things up
2: for me. Yeah, this anonymous Facebook user <laughs> or YouTube user. Uh, uh, so all right. So these guys. How did they? How did you know they were uh, attacking you because of your uh, pants? Situation? Well, because
0: they tripped me and I turned around and it was so shocking just to be alone and have that happen. Like it and. One of the guys had an Under Armour shirt on, which is, I think, all you need to know sure. about him. Yeah. <laughs> Another guy had like a, just a serious like Colin Kaepernick-style
1: flat-billed hat on. Yeah. And, and, and two other guys were jumping up behind them going, This is what we do. Just them two and a girl. <laughs> oh, really? And, but the second that you looked in their
0: eyes, it's a, it's, it really is a look I've never seen of just rage and, and anger. And, and he goes, Hey, faggot, why are your pants so tight? And then the other guy goes, Yeah, are you a faggot? You're a faggot. Aren't you faggot? And I was like... Good Lord. Excessive use of the word, by the way. Yeah. Everybody, (laughs) slow down. Is that what you said? Yeah. What what do you say? I said, everybody, just slow down. Just don't do any of the stuff that you guys are doing. You don't do this stuff. And I turn around, and then he pushed my shoulders to create momentum to then do the exact same trip move on me. Oh, so this
2: time you went down harder.
0: It just, like, again, it just, like, tripped me me up, and I turn around, and now they they each get on either side of me, and they're just calling me a faggot, and...
2: Um, and in your head, you're like, I don't, like, I mean, from the get go, you're like, I don't want to get to a point to where I'm going to fight. Like you just, you're trying to avoid that at all costs.
0: No, I was ready to fight. And I, I, in my mind, I thought I punched, I, what I need to do is punch this guy. I mean, it, as I'm doing the bit on stage, it's like, it's different. And I never, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't view myself as a fighter, although I do have some rage and aggression in me. Sure. Um, <laughs> and I thought about punching the guy, but then I just thought like, I don't know these guys. They look like they're into like MMA. Like I sure. really don't know what they're capable of. And. Um, then from across the street, this is the most shocking part of it. Um, from across the street, again, a street that I thought I was totally alone on. Mm -hmm. Somebody goes, Hey, are you Nick Thune? (laughs) And I look over and it's a guy like a chef that just got off work. He's wearing like his whole chef's outfit. Or he dresses like a chef. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully and, be. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to chef someday. Sure. <laughs> he He's
2: open if he hey, plays the part and walks, walks around
0: <laughs> restaurant areas. Enough people will go,
2: Can you come in? We need actually
1: need a chef real quick. <laughs> yeah, place. they they say dress for the job you want. Yeah. So yeah. You know, he just walks around going, mm-hmm. Boy, one day shout out for Tony Robbins right there. <laughs> and I said, Yes.
0: And he said, Are you doing a show? Like he just thought I was hanging out with a couple buddies uh, on the street. And oh, I was no. like, No, I'm about to get hurt. <laughs> and i i before he had yelled that i in my mind crossed like because i'm scared and and i feel helpless like, sure you get trapped guys, guys. And yeah and i thought about uh, i'm gonna this is finally gonna know what a coma feels like
2: <laughs> maybe i'll get curbed like you've seen enough youtube fight videos you're like these type of guys one hit who don't yeah. stop are looking to like knock somebody and out. i thought we were again alone so
0: like that scared me even more and and I said, no, I'm about to get – and he, like, didn't quite understand what I was saying, so the chef starts walking across the street. Two of you guys? Yeah. Oh, thank God. And then the two guys that are surrounding me are so confused. They just, like, slowly start to back up and walk away. And, um, like, a minute goes by, and the chef's over now, and I'm trying to explain to him, like, the story. And I, it's hard. Like, my heart's beating. I can't really speak sure. right. And, Adrenaline's pumping. You yeah. just want
2: him to stay near you, probably. Yeah, please. I, yeah. I really was
0: – it felt so good to have him Strength by me. Strength the numbers. Yeah, and, and hopefully pull out a meat cleaver. Then the other guy, the flat-built hat guy comes back and he's like, hey, man, um, I just want to say we just Googled you and um, we're really sorry.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And then he put his hand out to shake my hand and I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry, but I can't touch you. Like I can't can't even really look at you. And then I said, chef, take care of it. And he just (laughs) literally got between us and said, yeah, man, you got to take a walk. And then the guy, like, left and was, like, kept trying to apologize. Chef,
2: take care of this. And
0: then, and then the chef walked me back.
2: That's and, insane.
0: Well, the thing about it, too, is the more I, I think about it and I, like, like, relive the situation and everybody, even that I tell the story to, like, in a just kind of a, a natural setting of, like, here's what happened. It sucked. And really the question is, why don't you just run? And the thing is is that my... Pants were pretty tight. <laughs> were be, I mean, it was I be wouldn't tough. say they were like uh, that's. A, would, yeah,
1: they, yeah, they were. Pretty, my legs not that flexible. Yeah, they, were, yeah. they were. also green pants. <laughs> uh, that that's just ridiculous to me that people can hurl a homophobic slur at someone and then hear their name, look them up, and go, "Oh, hey, no, 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 no." Yeah, he, he's just from Hollywood.
2: He's not a fact.
1: Yeah. In fact, we're gonna check out your vids later. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. like Well, I mean, thank like, God for being famous, I guess. Y- <laughs> but we, we we were about to beat
1: you up because we thought you were gay, but not and that's, famous enough to be known first, right? <laughs> and and that's natural to want to beat someone up mm-hmm. because they're gay. That's obviously natural and a normal thing. But, yeah. Oh shit, you're famous. Okay. Okay. Now we well, can't. Do I don't
0: that. even know if they hated gay people as much as they hated <laughs> tight pants. Yeah. Which I think I that's know, the bigger concern. Opened yeah. me up to this whole world of like I didn't know
1: that people that wear tight pants were struggling with this kind of stuff. <laughs> you,
0: know, you might kind, be the poster boy for this kind for of this. hatred. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure they should have a telethon next year and maybe. A, a maybe a it gets better campaign or something.
0: I almost got to be a poster boy for something that, like, because that's one of those things, like, all right, yeah. For well, great beards? I'll be the poster boy. No, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be um, nice. <laughs> no, for shingles. <laughs> what? Because I got shingles. And um I actually know a few other people like my age. It's kind of starting to happen younger. It's and don't worry, podcast listeners. Or- the rest of this episode will contain great things that have happened in it. Too. <laughs> well, and shing- have you, do you know about anybody that's had shingles? Do yeah. you know about it? Yeah. It sucks. It hurts. And Describe for the listeners who don't know. It's a burn. Yeah. It feels deeper than your skin. And uh, you're like your whole back is sore from it. And it's usually just like in one spot. Yep. And my, my case was not that bad, but I had to cancel... Something with my age, like I had an audition. I was like, I can't do it today. I've got shingles. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't, uh, Man, you look great for 65. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I get a call the next day from my agency. It was like, Hey, Nick, this is uh, Tim from the voiceover department. Uh, we do commercials. We've never met, but um, we heard you had shingles. And actually, right now, they're doing a shingles campaign and they're looking for some younger people that. To get on board, and they go, and they've got real money,
1: (laughs) and Uh I was like, not just Shingles money, no, no, they got like chicken pox money.
0: (laughs) Oh oh, oh, shit, chicken pox money.
1: That's that's legit. Uh Like now, as an actor, there's a part of you that's probably like, fuck yeah, I want to work. But then is there also like, I don't know if I want to be the Shingles guy? Have you seen the Shingles commercials? They're they're out. They're out. Oh, they're out. Yeah, no, I I haven't seen them. And it's
0: older people. Okay, and um. It's almost like that the like, that old Friends episode where Joey's a face right. of DVD or something. Yes, yeah. that's I don't, I've never seen Friends. I just heard about it. Yeah,
2: yeah, he, yeah. He, he, <laughs> is there still a stigma to that for dudes I that don't know? Are, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't
0: know. But, I did have a roommate that had every season on DVD. A dude, yeah, and
2: a little and suspect. Like, all B- right, because, man. yeah,
1: all right, <laughs> okay, we, we, we get it. Hey, yeah. maybe a girl comes over and maybe she doesn't like season. Well, three. that's his maybe. argument. Yeah, maybe she thinks it really developed. Maybe in season she, seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: and real women that real like real women like true women that you want to like. This be is with. part of my game, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> it could be. He probably had designing women like hidden in a, a yeah. deep like you know for uh, emergencies. Yeah, the other part of his game was uh, sleeping in super late
0: and. Um, <laughs> And also like investing a lot in facial creams, Ooh. <laughs>
2: for real?
1: That, yeah, that's a good move, mm-hmm. dude.
0: <laughs> It really is in the end. Yeah,
1: that's a solid mm-hmm. move, dude. The uh, you don't live with a roommate now though. Well, I mean, my wife she
0: hates, <laughs> she hates it when I call my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> really? if, like especially when I'm introducing her to other girls and stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Like oh yeah that, yeah. That's my roommate, my roommate, over roommate here. Uh, Suzanne. <laughs> How long have we been
0: living together now? <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't know. When did we get married? <laughs> oh, oh, come yeah. on. You're going to sell me out? You're going to cock block me right here?
1: <laughs> so, I mean, she, she, yeah. she talks. She says crazy things. It, it's funny because when I typed her name into Google, it like uh, tried to auto-finish it, and it said, like, Nick Thune wife. Yeah, and so does She's that popular? Yeah, does that make you comfortable knowing that people are googling no. Nick Thune
0: wife so much? No, there's a couple. There's a couple. Somebody sent me another funny thing the other day. It was um, who is the, mm-hmm. and it finished with Honda Fit guy.
2: Really, oh, okay. like, so that
0: was the third. Above that was like the Jetta guy, <laughs> and <then laughs> another one. It was like a hilarious like combo. Note to self: get a car commercial, kid. Yeah, Nick Thune wife, and then I think Nick Thune. Height is in there too.
1: Oh, really? I think I did that on my own though. Oh, okay. Just like, how tall <laughs> am just I? double check. <laughs> Yahoo
2: Answers. How tall is Nick
1: Thune? Where, uh, you get a couple different answers wherever
0: you look, you
2: know. Sure. How is it doing that Honda Fit thing? I see your face everywhere.
0: I know it's gotten a little excessive. No, come but, on.
2: Cha ching, man. No, it's nice. And it, I mean, the nice thing was they
0: just shot me in two days and they just kind of said, like, um, just pretend like people are asking you questions and give them real broad answers. I'm like, Okay, number one out of the way. With <laughs> the okay, like I, yeah. literally, that yeah. was that simple. Like wow. I could just be like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we could do that. That easy.
1: Wow. And then they cut together a lot of them. I think. Yeah, because uh, cause those commercials are cutting to people randomly asking questions. Can the yeah on a full different set? Yeah. Can it look good? Can it look yeah. good going over mountains and you? just cuts back to you and you don't can it look good going over mountains
2: is that one of the questions <laughs> it should have been why weren't you one of the people put in the commercial trying to figure out what a real Honda fit is going to mean... do for you <laughs> hey, excuse me I got a question in the corner does it look good going over I'm sorry can it look good going over mountains <laughs> absolutely it can do it look do <laughs> but have you been auditioning for commercials for a long time and this was kind of like oh man finally I got, got that one Really, I didn't audition for it. Yeah, that awesome. was,
0: that was, and that was, but that's the power of like a Netflix special because a lot of times just random people, eventually your face is forced in their face so much. Yeah. That like some <laughs> Japanese guy In Honda was like, <laughs> fine, I'll watch it. Oh, I like this guy's cadence. Are Let's hire him. I
1: like this tall man. That they was, were, they also did want a tall person. He has <laughs> uh, yes, a very tall man my Honda Fit. Oh, can it look good going over mountains? It <laughs> is the uh, main question. If I drive Tell Honda guys... feet over Mount Fuji, do I look
0: good? I heard another episode where you guys do this voice. For do, real? You have a lot of Japanese uh, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we're, we're very big in Japan. We've got... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Bobby Lee helped us get like six more Korean followers. <laughs> have, oh, good. That's so so yeah. good. So it really helps. It's I mean, nice when the people that are on the podcast bring more people in. You know? It is. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we have... Uh, uh, melissa mccarthy on uh next week well we're posting it anyway so we're nice. hoping that uh that we get some you know people who are fans of gilmore girls mm-hmm.
0: uh, melissa <laughs> mccarthy yeah
2: she was on that back in the day did you know that yeah or just like fans of comedy and movies <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I mean hoping a little bit of both we don't want it that broad we want it very specific mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're trying to get a very niche market well of she seems Jap- uh, japanese businessmen <laughs> gilmore girls fans <laughs>
2: That's what, yeah, that's yeah, what we're yeah. really yeah. looking for. Do you have a demo? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you have like a, uh, I mean, you definitely have a, a following now. I remember when I first saw you, was at the Laugh Factory, and I heard about you because our we have a mutual friend, my buddy Kirk Huffman and Rachel, mm-hmm. right? Your, wives are, yeah. your wife is great friends with mm-hmm. Rachel, yeah. And so they told me about you when I got down there. They're like, our buddy uh, Nick is like blown up. And then I saw you at the factory probably man, maybe two nights after that and saw you. And, I, and I'm sure I came up to you and was like, Hey, because I was like, anything to, you know, like, when you're when I, you first get here. And I then. just started. So I was like, and you fucking murdered. And it was like, and everybody, there were so many people, too, that were just like, when they announced you coming up around me, that were like, oh, my God, this is the guy that I was telling you about. And uh, and so then I was like, I, I got something to, like, you know, initiate a conversation with. Um, and that was awesome. First time we met was at the
1: factory. <laughs> yeah, that's right. and you And, and you called me Chad. And you call me Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? No, it, this maybe me... Is this a shitty uh, I should I fell, I Twain song? <laughs> I fell
0: in love with him from you the could. second... So he, he he hosted the show, and, and he closed on a bit... Where he said, uh, "I'm sure you, you were you like, do you have to sit down to to jerk
2: off or something?" like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because my arms aren't long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I have to get in a weird position. Good to know.
2: Seven years ago, still cranking out the hits. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's a great bit though, an honest
0: bit. Class, and then I said, material. and then I think I open with, funny, funny thing about Chad <laughs> <laughs> is that he has to stand up to jerk me off. <laughs> and then from the back of the room, he said, "Fuck you, Rick." <laughs> and I
2: fell in love. Oh my
1: god, that's and unbelievable. That's,
2: and that's how we met. Dude, yeah. we had never talked before then. Dude, that's incredible cuz there's like a mutual like admiration for like fucking well played, sir. Like yeah. you threw one out, you threw one right back You got to laugh, I'm sure. Well,
1: and, and and that's what happens with comics is I think that like if you worked in Accounting, you just walked by a guy at the water cooler and like, shit hey. on him,
2: yeah, <laughs> and said, hey, this is how I jerk off, Ron. Yeah. You're like, dude, there's not what <laughs> out of nowhere.
0: Fuck <laughs> you, fuck you. You gotta
1: HR
2: department. <laughs> you can't just say that stuff. No,
1: man. But, com- but comics, we can say that. Yeah. And, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. The uh, there, there was the, the time I met Godfrey. By running up on stage during one of his bits where he talked about midgets, and I just started humping his leg, <laughs> and I never talked to him before, but I thought, well, he's talking about midgets, I'm here. Yeah. Well, I gotta do something. <laughs> yeah. Was Cute. he aware you were in the building? No. Oh, that that makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> so I just ran up on stage, and started started humping Godfrey's leg. He looks down like, because he didn't know it was a comic, he didn't know me, and he's like, all right, random audience member humping my leg, mm-hmm. and uh, but yet he didn't punch me in the face. So that's Which, something good. He's just
0: For a guy that looks scary, he is not scary. Like, big, muscly. Yeah. yeah. I think he's kind of slimmed up.
1: I haven't seen him in a long time. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about his pectorials, but they're very tight. Let me ask yeah, you something, Brad.
2: <laughs> You've humped... The legs of quite a few famous people. I Stamos, have. Godfrey. Sure. There's probably been others. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Is there... A- <laughs> it, was like a, it was like an old actor that's like, yeah, I met them all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've worked with all of them. I've humped all their legs. Nicholson let me Hackman. He's yeah. like, not
2: even listening to what you're saying. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy on inside the actor studio that just doesn't want to be there. Probably Tommy Lee Jones. And, 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 uh, and you know what? The most surprising leg I humped and, and, and the yeah. softest skin...
1: De Niro, he must moisturize because, man, that was a soft leg.
2: But would there be a leg you wouldn't hump? Like the president, like Obama. You would want to do it for the story, Ooh. but would you be too intimidated to that something? You know what? No, I would do it. I almost humped Larry
1: King's leg except for someone tackled me trying to do it. Like uh, this is at the Kevin and Bean April Foolishness show. Larry King actually does stand-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, have you seen it before? No. It, it's ridiculous. He goes on stage and he tells old stories and it's great. And he's doing this show and uh, Kevin from uh, the Kevin Bean show looks at me and says, how much money for you to run on stage right now and hump his leg? And I said, money? Shit, I'll do it for free. So I start running towards the stage. like I'm going to go on stage, hump Larry King's leg. Probably it'll turn to dust when I do it. It'll be fucking hilarious. (laughs) And the producer of the show just saw what I was doing and ran in full on, like, open field tackle and just, like, was holding me down, like, don't do it, man. Don't it was do like it. Like a stripping, like a
2: streaker situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was the guy we really, like, We really dazed. lose it over streakers. You know, if you one, look, at, look at the time and energy spent on security oh. to stop a naked
0: person. I actually looked in to promote my Netflix special. I have a Larry King story I want to come back to. Yeah, okay. I, to promote my Netflix special, I've looked into how much it would cost to get. To hire a streaker at a professional <laughs> event. Um, to be like a planned bit, Yeah, and it's expensive. Like, just say like, hey, I'll give you three grand. Will you run naked in this college football game? Yeah, right, right, right. It was really tough. Really, you have to find <laughs> well, somebody and get but, money. Yeah, how but much they, they, was
1: it? Yeah, but then you have to pay them, and then on top of that... You, it's you usually you gotta, a political thing. Yeah, and then you got to pay their bail money, too. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot oh, that goes into it. Oh, shit. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think the guys can be like, yeah, give me three grand. Granted, bail's 15, but sure. I'll and take a it, loss. But when, then how does that tie back to if he had like Nick Thune
0: Netflix on his back? Like... <laughs> I, do You think they're going to question me at all? <laughs> I'd be like, no, the guy's a fan. I'm not pan. I didn't even no, meet don't, him before. No, yeah, yeah. And what if he improvises?
2: That? What if he like is holding two dildos while he's running? And you're like, dude, that wasn't part of the deal. That, right? yeah. And that's like an extra charge in Illinois that we don't know yeah. about. I
0: thought you had a bigger dick,
1: man. That,
2: <laughs> like, you... so someone's
1: that's embarrassing. That dick was running across. that Someone field. sticks a microphone in his face, like, no, Nick Thune is the nicest faggot I've ever met. Damn it, <laughs> no, geez, no! Oh. that's not what I meant
2: for you to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Larry King on. <laughs> in beverly hills like i don't remember why i was there years ago and i was like walking down the street and i saw him getting into a car mm-hmm. and i was like oh and i had a blackberry and i run over i'm like hey can i take a picture with you real quick my dad's a big fan and he was like his car door was open he's like yeah make it quick and so i get it and i'd go for the selfie and hit the wrong button yeah and i go oh sorry and as i'm fixing it he hops in the car rolls window and
1: he goes too late and drives off
2: <laughs> oh, oh man <laughs> Oh, I, King. Mean, King.
1: I mean, oh t- t- man. T- so, like, do you have bitter feelings towards Larry now? No. Or- As somebody
0: who. Um, like, after is... shows and other people want to take pictures, it, mm-hmm. it gets really frustrating when camera, when camp like... Right. But they're also nervous sometimes, and they can't, like... Sometimes drunk. When somebody's about to take a picture with me and I see their hand shaking, I'm like, oh, come on, it's not that big of a deal.
2: Yeah. I am not that big
0: of a it's deal. Yeah, this but it is, is to them. It, it is to them, though, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, that's
2: happened a couple times. Do you have... Though. I mean, you've got a lot of fans, are any, have they, other than the, um, the YouTube commenters that get a little angry, are there, like, the good ones? Like, do they get... Have, has anyone gotten a little... Crazy and, like, tried to find where you live or just after the show, like, no. lingered too much? Googled Nick the wife? No, there's wife. people that have, like, followed me around. And, I feel like your fans are pretty chill, though. Yeah, they're really
0: – there's one time my I, – I, I actually – so I broke my arm in Tampa – In two places, my wrist and elbow. Sounds like a great country song. Um, I
1: broke my arm in Tampa.
0: It's that's throwing darts at a picture of Larry King. (laughs) No, I tripped on a trolley track on a cobblestone road. I was carrying a pizza.
2: (laughs) I think that's true. Save the
0: pizza, though, to be honest. Did you really? Pizza was was in the left hand, and I put the right arm down to save it. Dude. And my opener had some girl that was like hovering around him. And sometimes this will happen when like you see the girl is. Going for the opener, but you know their goal is... Around about me, like somehow you gotcha. know, like she's too nervous I, to talk to you. I didn't notice that. No, it wasn't even that. I was talking, being nice, and we were going back to his place, and he had this pizza, and I was just going to eat the pizza, then head back to mine. Think my, I'm glad my opener is going to hook up. Yeah. So yep. I break my arm, and he's like, "Your arm's not broken. It's fine. It's fine." Then we go eat the pizza. Pizza was great, still. And <laughs> as it is, what was the name? Of the, what was the pizza place? A little shout out. I don't even. Right. I don't even know. <laughs> but it was in uh, our pizza was so good. Nick
1: Thune ate it with a broken arm.
0: <laughs> it was worth it. I'm trying to think of the. It was ebor City. Have you done? The Tampa Improv, yes, yeah. Tampa Improv. There's like three pizza places yeah. down there. Yeah, damn it. One of those. Mm-hmm. I actually was kind of. I had a couple drinks, and I paid an extra twenty bucks for them to leave the pizza pan in the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just because I could. I don't know. I just was like, I was like, do you think if I pay them an extra twenty bucks, will just give me a pizza pan? So, the pizza was a little heavier, could have
1: affected the arm a little, I don't know. You famous son of a bitch. (laughs) Nick Thune (laughs) orders pizzas only with the pans still in. (laughs) The stars are just like us.
0: (laughs) Oh, you know what you could also do on that street? You could, for 50 bucks, you could buy a, a piece of the sidewalk and carve and tell them what to ride in it. And if you walk down the, it'll be like, Mike and Molly. Oh, CBS <laughs> show. CBS. No, Mike PM. And, it's a different Mike oh, and okay. Molly, guys. Okay. All right. Married. Uh, all right. Well, married on CBS on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you know, you can put like your high school sweetheart or whatever. And That's I, awesome. And I, So I bought one that said Nick Thune broke his arm here and put it on the side That's of the That's incredible, dude. Um, so anyways, that girl, I, after eating the pizza, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back. And it was kind of in a little bit of a sketchy area. You know that area. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, my opener got uh, sucker punched the night before just walking down, that, down the street. It,
1: Dude, you don't no have good shit. luck with streets. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because on that street is like three gay bars. And yeah. So mm-hmm. I, that's not exactly an area where I would think that – although uh, the last time I was there, a guy was waiting for me outside of the Tampa Improv uh, with a python. He's like on the street and he just has a python. He's like, I thought I really want to take a picture with you in the python. I'm oh. like, that's a fucking python. Uh, no, uh, he eats rats about the same size as me. Uh, he's going to look over and yeah, be that's like, a, oh, That's oh. a one yeah. chop city move. That, for the yeah, python's python. just
0: like... <laughs> <laughs> that's it. For, for
1: the people listening, I did a quick bite to the right. <laughs> I did a quick
2: bite to the right. How did yeah. Brad die?
1: Python the way the way the way most dwarves go bite to the right man <laughs> <laughs> a
0: quick bite to the right so this girl so afterwards i'm like all right i gotta get out here and so i go to walk leave and she's like oh um i'm going the same way and i didn't even go like in my head like she doesn't
1: know what way i'm going yeah uh kansas city improv uh i i get a phone call from 1 a.m going uh your wife is out front and i'm like what? Cool! Uh, y- <laughs> Yay! That's like that commercial right now, where that
0: that dude gets in the car with the, his the older version of himself, and then he <laughs> oh, drops God. him off. He goes, "By the way, our wife's in there," <laughs> and
1: he goes, "What?" <laughs> he's like holy god (laughs) so brad how how did you meet your wife well i was sleeping in my hotel room and this little minx over here yeah she came to the front desk i guess it's kind
0: of an arranged marriage i guess
1: so yeah uh I, i was like uh and me i'm a single dude so like like an idiot i'm like well wonder if she's hot so i go out to the i
2: go out to the lobby to see, like, all right, well, let's see, and it, what was the guy's pitch? He was like, "My my girl's uh, uh, this pi- this python. She really wants to eat you up." And you're like, "Fuck yeah!" And it's another, uh, <laughs> it was a <laughs> snake. <laughs> yes, nothing but snakes. But
1: uh, it, yeah, it was just this girl going like, "Yeah, I," uh, and she tried to like keep up the facade of being my wife when I walked out there. She's like, honey, you didn't leave me a key. And what now we're like, okay, fuck? now we're doing a scene with like, <laughs> we don't need to convince the people in the yeah, hotel. you can just walk up and say, hey, I want to fuck him and he'll probably <laughs> let, let you go back. back. Mm-hmm. They'll, probably, they'll probably look, see me and go, ah, he's a little guy. He probably doesn't get that much. Yeah. They'll give you right. a toothbrush. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why we're doing this improv. Did it work out? Though, uh, well, yeah, obviously. You guys are still married? Uh, sure. <laughs> Going strong. Uh, w- uh, what's the five years? anniversary i don't know but uh yeah like shit like that happens and you're just looking at these people like oh wow you you exist like Mm -hmm. that that's a real thing i guess kind of like the guys in denver like when you were telling me that story i'm just like that that's out there well i know and it and it it has fully changed
0: um my game like as far as like walking around in cities alone at nighttime like being married has no the guys in denver oh (laughs) And that, yeah. (laughs) No, because I'm I'm a guy that doesn't like to take cabs. I I, I don't mind walking half a mile. It's nice. Also,
2: Um, in a city like Denver, and post shows, I think sometimes you're riding the high of the show. And uh, also, I think you just get to a certain point in life when those uh, instances don't uh, occur uh, frequently. You're like, oh, what the fuck? You just put it out of your mind as a possibility, right? Well, it Yeah, now it's not. Now it's a
0: thing of every time I'm going somewhere, I I remember, oh, yeah, that's possible. These things Mm -hmm. uh, can happen. And I think the Denver's changed a bit since the weed legal. I love Denver. It's honestly one of my top top favorite cities. Uh, My first CD was there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. But the weed, it's brought like, the way that I, I describe it is like, if you used to want to smoke weed legally, you had to afford to go to Amsterdam, and then you could get high and go to a Van Gogh museum and see crazy shit. Which I've done. Which is amazing. But now you can go to Denver and get really high and then just check out medium-sized buildings. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, anybody can afford that. And so it's bringing some scummy people to Denver. And I'm convinced because of the people that I know in Denver and my experiences there in the past, these two guys were not Denver people. They were in town to get high.
1: Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, they they were probably coming in from uh, a bordering state. Which,
0: yeah, off they, the top of my head I can't name Or
2: it. other cities in Colorado that
0: aren't necessarily the same type of people that are in Denver. Gotcha. You know?
2: And maybe they were like, look, they had a, a different agenda, you know, tourism-wise, where they were like, well, let's fucking go to a, a Rockies game, maybe hit the zoo, beat up a fucking... Faggot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, we can't... We well, can't.
0: what about that ice cream spot? Oh, yeah, we'll hit yeah, that, yeah, we'll that up, that dude. We'll, come on. We'll do that afterwards. After we beat that faggot. <laughs> <laughs> you can't
1: leave Denver without
2: beating oh. up a faggot. Everybody knows that. God. God, that is awful. Uh, now, do you think uh, Seattle also uh, a legal weed state? Well we're it's both just from, it's not quite as spread out there yet. Like it,
0: it, it really feels like it's affected the culture in Denver already, and in Seattle, I feel like I'll be like, "Hey, where do you buy weed?" And people are just like, "We don't really know." Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking. Are there places? Did it go through? I'm like, is yeah, it- <laughs> yes, it's legal here. Yeah, you can do it. And my brother's a cop up there, and he, I mean, he told me before it was legal that it was just like legal. I mean, it was. If you see somebody smoking a joint, it's like, "Hey, man." Do you mind? Do you, you want to like just take that back to your place or something? Like They're not going <laughs> to do anything about it. Do, uh, where are you from in Seattle again? Uh, Redmond. That's right. I was born in Tacoma. Right. And then Redmond, and, and then I lived in Ballard. And you were a... What type of counselor again? Was it just youth counselor? Uh, boys and girls. Like yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say the organization, which I actually <laughs> had a dream about last night, weirdly. Want we'll to uh, talk about that dream? It was just like I was just working there again. Cool. Yeah, it seemed good. Well, our guest has been Nick Thune. Thanks for that uh, story <laughs> to <been> close it <laughs> out. It's been a dream talk. A with, solid with, dream story. <laughs> with Nick Thune. You guys put some cool dream music under that story? <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, was, nice little... I was just working there again, and then uh, I farted, and my wife yelled at me. <laughs> Great story, Nick. Uh, All right, uh, on. On to you by NyQuil. <laughs> my wife said something the other day that I thought was one of the most brilliant things she's ever said. She said, I feel like every time I look at you... You're holding in a fart.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel about most uh, female magazine cover pictures. Good point, right? Like it's always like like they just had one with um, Meredith Vieira on. I literally saw it yesterday, and she was like, "Ah." like she had this face of like she was holding it in and like hurry up and take it. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't guess suit and fuck up this shot. Yeah, I'm wearing white pants, you asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an intense fart face, though. I feel like you. I mean. I don't see the fart face but maybe I got spend more time really with you. good.
0: I got really good.
2: At <laughs> Every it. time I look at you it looks like you're holding a fart. Wait so how was the <laughs> uh, how was the uh, boys and girls club experience? Oh, it was I was or the random place where you were a counselor. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so. might as well just
0: say it whatever. <laughs> no, I can edit that out. No, I I um I actually just raised money for them so I feel like I can talk to yeah, them. Yeah, oh, there you go. Uh, my I put on a golf... my son turned one and I put on a golf tournament in my son's name because awesome. I figure when you turn, when you when he's a teenager That will be cool if he has his own golf tournament. Fuck yeah, dude. But then we gave money to the Boys and Girls Club to make up for the stories I'm about to tell. Um, (laughs) I love my job there. It was the easiest job ever. I mean, in the sense of, like, everyone else that I knew was in college or, like, trying for a career. And I got to just hang out with kids after school. So you went from high school straight to this? um, High school, I went to community college, Bellevue Community College a little bit, um, which is now, I think, Bellevue University or something. Yeah. but I got a job there because I was DJing weddings and bar mitzvahs.
1: Oh, shit. And Hell yeah. a,
0: a project that I had at, at my, this classic community college was to do something for a nonprofit organization and then give a speech about it. And so I went, just walked into the Boys and Girls Club and I was like, hey, can I just like DJ a dance for you guys on a Friday? And yeah, great. And then after I DJed the dance, the guy that worked at the club was like, do you want a job? That was pretty good. You're like you're good with kids. I'm like sure, yeah, I'll take a so job. So
2: you get you, you were you would interact pretty heavily with the like as because I had for my bar mitzvah DJ. Had I known you were doing it, it was in '95. Mm-hmm. Were you doing it in '95? No. Okay. <clears throat> well, I I'd started in '98. Well, maybe I could have gotten Just you for a, a discount you I would've... used
0: to do like thirty thousand dollar bar mitzvahs where, like, I would have six dancers, like, teenage girls... Yeah. ...that work for this company, and, and um, six dancers, a D, another DJ, and I was the MC at that point. Gotcha. And I would be, like, out with, like, a shiny vest on leading dances. <laughs> of course. But, like, That's so
2: important, dude, because we're, then, like, we're the, so
0: awkward at that age. Let's say the kid's Adam, and I'm like, the, you know... Uh, the guy in the back would be like, Hit it. And he had hit hit the rocky sound. I'd go, Adam, coming in at five two, weighing two hundred <laughs> l- minus a hundred pounds. No, that's about right. Actually, that
2: was a fact. You can actually step it up a notch.
0: A lot of kids say he's the strongest one in the group. He's got a great personality and uh <laughs> That's a
2: that's a nice way of saying he's the fattest in the group.
0: <laughs> yeah, and just like totally getting out there and inter- nice. interacting with him. And people
2: him. and the kids love that.
0: Yeah, it was fun. I loved it. It was my it's where I got a stage presence, like doing say, yeah. weddings and bar mitzvahs. Well, sure, because it's doing, awkward and it yeah, sucks.
1: And they're thirteen years old, fourteen years old. They're all wondering yeah, what's
0: cool. And you're doing more than that, though, because there's a thirteen and fourteen year olds, but they're not who pay- they're not painting you. Nope. Right. The grandparents or the parents are paying. That's you. your audience. So there is actually four tiers of audiences that you have to go to at this whole thing. You Holy have to please shit. the old people. Right. The young people have to think you're cool, and you're fighting against the old people's propaganda. You so know? you have to <laughs> acknowledge <laughs> the old people,
2: like grandma, yeah. grandpa. Let's shout out to hey. them. Thank you so much for coming. Hope they don't shit their pants later, right? Like or something. So then, the kids and then will- at
0: that point, at the beginning, they'd be like, "Hey." And this, this, the big thing at this time was you can't play Sir Mix-a-Lot. Baby got back.
2: Like that was like <laughs> the big thing at every. Because all hell will break everyone yeah. knows Jewish so, kids
1: cannot contain
0: themselves. They can't- Stop
2: grinding their boners <laughs> well, to Sir Mix-a-Lot's baby. And God the parents said it
0: was a dirty song. You can't play that. And so at the beginning of it, the parents say, like, yeah, no, no, that song. It was, like, actually like a good thing. Like, don't do this. Well, and so later in the dance, you'd be, like, I'd pull aside the kinning, and be, like, listen. They said, I can't play that song. Between me and you, me and you, I don't give a shit what they said. <laughs> mind what you mind say. you five minutes ago I went over to the grandparents I was like listen I know this song's no good but the kids love it and it's their day just let me let me put it for once. you man and then the kids think that whole time that I fought right. the grandparents and the grandparents are like, like uh, we're gonna tip this guy yeah. this guy's getting Dude, a tip good for <laughs> you man He's
1: making it good with the kids yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you have a <laughs> clever DJ name great question DJ Duct Tape um, <laughs> <laughs> which was I mean, reason kind of kind of weird and rapey I, I don't know if I would hire DJ Duct no, Tape no, I get MVP. it I get here's the, symbolism. What, here's the
0: how duct tape happens. So I yeah, had okay. an 88 Volkswagen Jetta. And uh, if I was doing a small scale wedding, I, would, I could fit it all. Because Jetta's back then had pretty big trunks. Yeah. So I, could, I, I had a, in the back seat in the trunk, I could fit the whole system, even with one lighting package. And that's when I had an amp, two mini disc players, oh, mini discs, yeah, uh, one CD player, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I was driving onto I 5 coming into Linwood, yep. pulled onto the freeway, hit second gear on, on an on ramp, and the, my pedal just went to the ground. As I'm, like, hopping on. I was, like, maybe third or fourth gear. And the throttle cable just busted off the back of oh, the, shit. the pedal. So I got over two lanes, pulled off to the side, walked off, found, like, an Office Depot, or not, I mean, like, a Home Depot type of a hardware store. Went in, got duct tape. Like, I didn't know what else to do. Bought a thing. And as I was up there, she was like, uh, sir, we need to see your ID. I'm like, went for duct tape? And she's like, yeah, uh... Like a lot of the high school kids have been duct taping kids to trees, so uh, <laughs> got an ID. You're like you I'm have an one ID role. for duct tape. Like, yeah. All right, thank God I was 19, so yeah. I buy the duct tape. I'm gonna go yeah. tape a couple of pussies to some trees, <laughs> and, then, and then I walked back up and I taped with duct tape the throttle cable to my pedal, and then made it to the wedding on time. Shit! And wow. the guy that was meeting there was like, "Dude, DJ duct
1: tape <laughs> stuck." There you go. It's that wasn't on purpose, man. That wasn't on (laughs) purpose. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't like. So there was never a scene of Nick Thune with a steno pad just going, DJ uh, Painter's tape. DJ no, duck, no, not DJ quite. Duck no, no, no. DJ
0: Ducktales. No, duck
1: feels right. <laughs> duck tape, nailed yes! it. No, but duck feels right. <laughs> uh, now you and I, I, I didn't know that we that we shared that experience then because uh, I was a DJ for junior high kids. Oh yeah, I yeah. did a few like junior high dances and uh, high school dances too. We, it, we, which is always awkward because all the kids like come up and they want uh, – I, m- I remember the biggest song at the time that I was DJing was 50 Cent, In the Club. In the Club, yeah. So they
2: all want to hear In the Club. Jewish yeah. kids love nothing more than feeling
1: like they're in the club <laughs> when yeah. they're in the back of a Shakey's. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> so then you play it and then like these 14-year-old kids just start grinding on each other. are like, oh, wait, no, 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 don't do that. And then the t- then the teachers start looking at you like you animal. Yeah, you mu- look at what you made <laughs> yeah. the children do. Yeah.
0: It's like no, this. Yeah, I remember. At, like I hated doing those high school and junior high because the kids come up, they're so cocky and yeah. you just want to be like I'm so much cooler than you, man. Like, <laughs>
2: and they think, and, 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 and some of them do. They're like, like if you would make a joke, like you probably saw some looks of like this fucking guy this guy <laughs> sucks. Look how cool you think you think you're. Fuck our girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember You're like, not gonna fuck our girls, are you? Some yeah.
0: kid would come up and be like, "Hey, do you have that song uh, Funk's older brother?" And I'm like, okay. First of all, it's Funk's soul brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My fat boy. It's not Funk's older brother. And second of all, you got sparklers on your face. You got fucking sparkle on your face, dude. <laughs> like, You've got a Star of David
2: tattoo on your forehead. No, like you phone.
0: know like that like this one kid, not a sparkle, but what do they call that where you get where you go to a strip club and you come out and you gotta wash your body. Glitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, kid yeah. just had one piece. I just Shame. remember this one time this kid had one piece of glitter on his face. Like, yeah, and you got glitter on your face, dude. <laughs> go clean that up and come out here and be a fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, do you have tone lock? <laughs> oh Damn my it. god, you're kids! <laughs> you are fucking
2: kids, and you are crazy. So, music. were you? Did you develop any sort of uh, comedy chops doing that too, or just the stage presence? Like, where did funny I think Nick stage Thune presence developed. really happen? Um, I so I had to do uh, um,
0: my tenth grade year. I got nominated by my sophomore class to represent them in this contest called Mister Mustang. We were the Red and Mustangs, I'll come back to the Mustang thing in a sec. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mustang um, sounds like a male And it's coin. like a funny, like, there's a junior, a senior, or a sophomore, junior, and a senior, and you basically compete. To be the funniest person in school, Oh okay. Shit,
2: and I—what a great idea! Yeah, it was really. Every cool.
0: school needs more
2: of that. Like you got to like put the fuck. Is everybody's always like Jay, it's funny and like Kyle, but like fucking pit them against each other, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. We had a uh, we had Mister Sunny Hills. Oh, you did same like same a talent thing.
0: show. But, yeah, yeah, talent show, same thing. And I did a I did like a lip sync to Gloria Stefan um, and <laughs> get I mean, on your feet. No, you know the – what's the song? Rhythm's going to get you. No, no, no.
2: <laughs>
1: do that conga. Da, da, yes, conga. Do that, do and, it was,
0: wow. and it was from that movie, The Bird Wire or what, The Wire uh, – Birdcage. With Birdcage. Mm-hmm. Remember when the guy that was the the maid or the housekeeper in Birdcage – Hank Azaria. Yeah, he danced yeah. to that song. Yes. And my dad always laughed at that scene so much that I redid that scene. Hilarious. Yeah. But Okay, so back to the, so the Mustang <laughs> thing. So, yeah, like that kind of got me into being funny and then – I just started like doing musical open mics as like a joke because I couldn't really sing. And, like, and it would be like I would be like, all right, this next song is my favorite Beatles song. And, um, and then I would start playing the guitar that wasn't the song at all and then be like, Blackbird's coming in the dead of night. And I would fully <laughs> sing the whole song Over- with guitar that didn't make sense to it <laughs> and act like I was taking it very seriously. And then it just kind of started to move from there.
2: I have a really nice guitar behind you. you want to do it? Or no, you don't have to, but it's really nice guitar. I Just it's buy it. It's don't... not good. It's not good. You don't want to hear it. It won't. It won't come across.
0: All right. But the so the here's what here's the high school. I ended up not graduating from that high school. I got kicked out my junior year and what for? Um, just drinking and I got in a fight and um, I was drinking vodka and Snapple bottles at school. Hell yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> in dude. What grade? Junior year. Nice. Oh, you were yeah. a rebel. And I wasn't like even. I hadn't even been doing it that much. I was just like trying to rebel because all my friends were good athletes and I wasn't. And, <laughs> and you, did so you like, want to be? Yeah. Yeah. Because the neighborhood my parents moved into, the five guys that were like literally my neighbors went on to play college sports. Fuck. And were oh, like damn. the best athletes at our school yeah. the whole time. So I was mixed with them and it was like I was the outcast of, like, not, not as good. <laughs> Parents never bought me Jordans. They bought me the Shaquille O'Neal's instead. Or the Vladi Devots's. <laughs> the <laughs> the worst, worst But you <laughs> were tall, so everybody was probably, I mean, they expected. The Shaquille O'Neal's, they looked like I was wearing ski boots. <laughs> like legs that were skinnier <laughs> than my They were pinky quite eye. colorful. <laughs> yeah. But I think one of the best, like, I look back, my wife never has never forgiven me for this, but um, my 10-year anniversary at this high school. So the high school that kicked me out didn't, like, accept me back. So they one- invited me to the 10-year anniversary yeah. mm-hmm. because now all of a sudden, oh, he's done – I thought it was like, oh, because he's famous or whatever. He's done The Tonight Show once and he was on a Staples commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but really I was just on some sheet and they asked me to come. But then mm-hmm. somebody putting it together saw that I did stand-up and they're like, hey, do you want to – would you do stand up at it? And I was like, absolutely zero chance no. No way.
2: I got asked to do that too, and I said a thousand percent yeah. No.
0: Same here. No. So then I thought about it for a month and came up mm-hmm. with an idea, and I called back and said, Yes, I would love to do stand up. Oh shit. I know a guy locally that's gonna introduce me and he's gonna like tell a couple jokes and just get the audience warmed up and that's kind of it will make me my job easier and better. And they're like, Great, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I got an old friend, he put on like a um, just like a shirt and tie, and I made him a name tag that said Rebin High School Alumni Association. And I gave him a speech to read, and and, um, then I got a buddy of mine to put on a bellhop outfit, and I got a huge trophy and, uh, like, an envelope. And basically, everyone there, my wife, everyone thinks I'm going to do stand-up. People have heard about it. Um, I thought that when I was going to get there, everybody was going to be like, dude, the Tonight Show, where it's, like, nobody knows that I've done anything or cares. (laughs) So, like, this is going to – which puts this bit even into a worse place. (laughs) I go – they bring my buddy up. They're like, his name's Tam, And I go, just introduce him as the Alumni Association. It kind of helps. He's doing a character. And so they're like, Mm -hmm. all right, coming up uh, is uh, Jim from the Alumni Association. Jim comes up. He doesn't know anybody there. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Cecily. It's been 10 years. You look great. This is all (laughs) stuff I've told him to do. Like, everybody, it's great to see everybody again. (laughs) And and, um, anyway, now's the time of the night where we announce the award um, as the coolest, best student that's ever been here. And... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <the coolest.
1: laughs> I love that award cool- coolest,
0: best student ever yeah. and then the bellhop comes in with a, an envelope, he opens it and he goes, oh, I knew it Nick Thune <laughs> and then the guy comes in with this huge trophy that I rented from a trophy shop they just gave it to me for five bucks and I was just like shocked blown away and then I went up and gave a ten minute thank you speech, no stand up and, funny and it, speech
2: no Basically, like I, just hard. I,
0: I, no, I really I want to thank everybody here for. Um, I guess you know I, I want to thank the vice principal who doesn't work here still, but who kicked me out of the school because um, I actually graduated from Juanita, a school that accepted me and, and uh, <laughs> cared about me. And um, I just want to thank you guys Where so I much drink for never believing me. You know, for never. It's so sweet of you guys. And then, and then I had the bellhop come in because the thing about the school was that uh, students would like richer students because there's like some wealthy people there. Their parents would buy them Mustangs okay. because we were the Redmond Mustangs. Jesus. So they would have Jesus. like a Mustang at school, old ones, new ones. And, and it was always like something I thought was so cheesy. For and sure. So I had the bellhop walk in with a piece of paper in the middle of my thing. And, I, and he hands it to me and I go, oh, um, this is a 1994 uh, uh, yellow Mustang out in the parking lot. Um, if that's yours, just go ahead and fucking kill yourself. <laughs> What do you think? That, that's cool you have a Mustang because our school were the Mustangs? Anyways, thank you guys so much. <laughs> Dude, oh, and the, oh and the lights are on. Yeah. And my wife was in the car so fast, just like, you're embarrassing. You are embarrassing. And I'm like doubled Dying. over and you're Like That's yeah. the coolest thing I've ever done in yeah. my life. Did Fuck anybody them. laugh? Did I mean? No, nobody ever got it. I don't think it was so like <laughs> that.
1: But you know what? You didn't do it for them. I've never been asked back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you didn't do it for them. You did it for
2: you. Yeah, it was an asshole move, but at the same time, I don't know. Felt good. <laughs> Dude, that, I love. Now, have you. That's obviously. That's a defi I mean, that's a moment where you. I mean, I don't know. The fearlessness to do that is like. That
0: carries over and uh, all your. Uh- I almost lost the fearlessness because when no one had even realized that I'd been. Like, doing stand-up was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this isn't going to come across that well. They're (laughs) not going to know this is a joke. Right. But good for you just to go, like, this is going to be hilarious, and the people that are going to get it
2: are the people who I, like...
0: Yeah, you know how when you're doing stand-up early for me, too, I was a little more aggressive on stage sometimes, and I would say, like, harsher things, and I would even want to say for Mm -hmm. a response, you know? And I so, like, the saying, like, to go fucking kill yourself at the end of that was, like, that was, like, back when it was a little bit more, like, I can't, I don't know how to be very likable yet. So I'm going to do these harsh things that will get a response from yeah, people. Right. You, know?
2: you want a response so bad when you first start out. You're like, of yeah. any kind. So you're like, oh, if I just do the edgiest, bluest or something that people won't expect from me that I won't even expect that I'll say. Like it'll. I remember I said, I,
0: uh, did you ever do the Rainbow Room open mic? Yes. Once. It's the first yeah. open mic I ever did in L.A. Oh, no shit. And I used to do it all the time, every week. And Leo Flowers used to do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, Leo. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried a joke with the N-word on stage. And it fell really flat. And I came off stage and Leo was like, yeah, man, don't do that again. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. are
1: <laughs> probably, probably right. That was a good move. Me is me, a six foot seven thin
2: white guy with a beard going up saying the N-word, probably not the best. Probably not going to work for me in the long nah. run. Uh, That's the greatest thing. So, <laughs> then, so then you moved down to here. Uh, uh, in what? How, how after? So
0: after doing the... Oh, uh, I went to a year. I was working at the Boys and Girls Club for right. about six years, five years. And... And the music stuff you start, so you. Start, I was performing, and I was also running open mics. I, peop, some people think I was like using the kids in this situation, but like I had some kids that I was teaching guitar to, mm-hmm. and I've always to, played, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I wanted to give them a chance to perform, which I thought was really important. Yeah. for, you know. So I got like a local coffee shop to give me an open mic night, just for junior high kids and high school kids, and and. Um, I got a local speaker place like to give me free speakers, and we every week I'd go. Any any chance to get out of the office was my goal. So like, I got to go pick up speakers today and set them up. It's going to be an extra three hours. I can't be in the office, you know. Perfect. Go down, set it up, and then my whole motto was that if if kid wasn't on stage performing, I was, and I would like. I wrote songs about this guy, Brian, that was a barista, Barista Brian. And, like, I would, like, go out. You know, when a kid was performing, I had a wireless mic, and I'd go get in the Boys and Girls Club van and drive around the corner, around the street. And when they were done, I'd be like, all right, now this is Nick over in the Fred Meyer parking lot. That was a great performance by Lisa. Coming up next, Josh, when I get back over there. (laughs) You know, just, like, really trying comedy, you know, in front of kids that... Loved loved it when the sillier I was, the more it opened them up to be brave and sing a song. A
1: thousand, yeah, because if you're being that goofy, then then they then they kind of know. Well, whatever I do, it's not it's not it's not going to be as weird as Nick. So I'm no, good, and you know that from DJing too. It's humbling,
0: like DJing a wedding and a bar mitzvah. Sometimes some 13 year old kid is going to come and be like, "Hey, I want my fucking song on right now," and yeah. you're going to go fucking do this, you piece of shit. And you have to be like, "Okay, sir, thank you, sorry." Yeah. And it like humbles you in a way of like you, it doesn't matter about embarrassing yourself anymore. And no, who cares? Um, I'm which just I yelled at to by 13 year old.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were you were a uh, drinking delinquent. In high yeah, school. I thought
0: I was, and I kind of thought I was a cool kid. So like to kind of get humbled, and then like.
1: To do stand up and embarrass yourself, I mm-hmm. mean, especially when you start, that's what you're really doing. You're being very vulnerable and and, and you go on stage with a guitar. Did did you always do that? Like, was that something that you did from day one? I did that from day one, but I'm actually mm-hmm. not really anymore. Yeah, you've
2: cut pretty much cut that out. Yeah, when I do hours on the road, I bring yeah. it out for about you. Got to because that's fun. Twenty minutes. Yeah, well, and, it's, m- and it's what got you. It's I mean, it's what people knew yeah. you for, right? It's yeah. it's like I know you know, like Melissa Villaseñor is trying to like curb her impression stuff, but it's like she they're so good, and that's what got her introduced to a lot of people so it's like and i like doing it yeah and sure. i've always loved it but i have a different voice
0: like the second actually that i had my kid everything in my head changed and it, and, it, and i didn't feel right going on stage and talking about anything that wasn't real in my life yeah and so like wow writing one-liner jokes just about nothing didn't make sense bad, to me fine. anymore yeah. i just couldn't
1: you no know. uh i remember when i ran into you was at moon tower comedy festival yeah in- Austin, yeah, like you went on stage. You had your wife and kid in the in the green room, and you went on stage. You are like, ah, I am going to talk about my kid for a while, and like, I don't know if it was planned stuff. I don't know, if, like, you, but you just started talking, and it was really authentic. And it it, it it's really well, cool you. to see that jump that you've made because uh, the the jokes you wrote with the guitar were kind of like Stephen Wright, like one liner jokes, hilarious jokes. Well, that's very fucking sweet, kill. Guys. And now, and, and, but now. Now, when you get off stage, rather than being the guy that told a lot of great one-liners, we feel like we know you now. That's and I think that it's it seems like a natural transition for everybody.
0: Anyway, I mean, if you look yeah. at like Louis C.K.'s career, he kind of had that abstract humor, yeah, mm-hmm. and then it just turned to "This is my life. I don't know what else to talk about anymore." Right. Um, but what the funny thing or the interesting thing about kind of having these stories and like that Denver thing I was talking about and a couple other stories that I've been telling. You, the one liners just happen in the story and then you realize oh that's a takeaway one liner that I could just say anywhere yeah but it just as a person that is a comedian on stage you're going to get a laugh eventually you have your body is built like you can't i found that if i take a story up there that hasn't worked i'm going to get a, a few laughs because my body needs it I won't allow myself to just die on stage. Yeah, right.
1: and, and and you've been doing it long enough now to where you know sort of you could take just about, like you say any story you you can get a couple laughs out of it. Yeah, you could find you can find moments, and then you slowly start to realize how to build it mm-hmm. around the laughs. Yeah.
2: What about your uh, your one year old now? Right, one mm-hmm. half, Yeah. Uh, what has been like the biggest thing that you've just like, like, is there a pocket of material that's come? I mean, having a baby in general, but there's got to be so many different angles and things that it's opened you up to. But
0: Yeah, I think it really just opens me up to like, who am I and like, you know, like what sacrifices am I making to make his life better? and it, And then it turns into this introspective thing where you start to look at like okay, what does it mean to be a responsible person, which has been, like, a lot what I talk about on stage recently is just, like, responsibility and striving for it in a way, you know, and it doesn't get, like, a lecture, but, you know, like, I mean, initially when I wanted to become responsible, I realized really quickly you can't just go out and, like, Tell your buddies, like, hey, guys, everything's going to switch up now. I'm just going to be, like, count. you can count on me and everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, really?
0: You can't just do that? Like, like, oh, cool. Okay, <laughs> cool. We'll tell everybody forever All right? <laughs>
1: That's true. It, 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 is it weird uh, when you have a kid to go, like, wow, this kid now looks at me the, same, the, the way you looked at your dad the way, yeah. the way I looked at my dad the way Adam would have looked at his dad if he was around <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. man good thing I'm like secure now it's deep dad, that was deep man that was I, deep. I gotta be honest I knew it was coming I think if Brad and I weren't as good of friends I, I would I be breaking down actually the fact that he bought me a McDonald's coffee made it all better That's pretty I go strange. dude That's why I did it? you can tap into the divorce shit anytime you want just bring me a coffee just bring me <laughs> a coffee it works it's simple uh, but like
1: now you're like you're that guy, you're that male yeah. influence in someone's life. Do you look at your kid and go? Do you realize that I would smoke pot at, at like behind a, a bar mitzvah? Like you're, yeah, like that like that's your role that model. Anymore. Yeah.
0: No, that my my best favorite part of the day actually is when I wake up because my wife always gets up and you know if I did a set she'll like get him down but he wakes up at six thirty. There's no stop. I was gonna say that. what's that yeah. change like? It's just, you just I do. It. I act like I don't want to get up, but then the second that I hear him downstairs, what I'll all to say, I'm up, and that basically, at the bottom of the stairs, we have, like, a a a little thing that he can't get over, you know, like a yeah. little gate.
1: Yeah, trust me, and I it, know all about those fucking things. <laughs> fucking baby Brad's gates. Brad's been blocked by baby <laughs> gates. <laughs> I have had a woman's <laughs> god damn it. I hate husbands. Those baby put gates. them up when they know Brad's around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Brad's at the Brad's the improv down the street. I'm gonna put up the baby gate. Yeah. It's gonna stop Motherf- it's amazing yeah. motherfuckers. Anyway, go on. No, so I I say like
0: I say I'm up or I groan or something so that he hears me downstairs. Yeah. yeah. And then it doesn't matter if I take five or ten minutes to get out of bed. The second that I round the corner to the stairs, he is holding the gate. Jumping so excited for me to come downstairs, it's awesome, and it's man. just like, Oh, yeah. that makes me want to. It's okay to get up at 7 a.m.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait when you know that that's waiting for you. And then it's five almost, minutes later, I resent him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost, yeah, but you know, he knows the first impression is key. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like kids know, like, oh, it sucks to get up. Like, I'm up and I know that it sucks for you, but I'm gonna, mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna make it worth your while, at least at first. But then once you get down there, like, I'm gonna shit a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna
0: drink coffee and start <laughs> pooing, and that bathroom's right by your playroom, and mom doesn't want me to poo in there <laughs> but that's my shit bathroom that's not it's not gonna change now that you're around yeah. but uh, <laughs> that's my shit bathroom. last yeah. night like i had two shows yeah. last night it was a brag but uh yeah, yeah that that easy, right? man and uh, we get it go up wherever you want and when i put him down at 6 30 and i did not know how it was gonna be possible for me to make it to that first show oh, i really? was so exhausted mm-hmm. and it's like that's the one thing is like okay i stand up is still a priority i need to figure out how to be a dad and stand? It, it's it's not more of a balance, yeah. But yeah. you're doing it, it yeah. You no, hit both those shows,
1: I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Jack in the Box on the way home.
2: There Funked you go, it. solid a,
0: dad
1: move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's it's that thing where uh, before before you had the kid, yeah, all all day you could take a nap, you could what you could watch TV, you could play video games, whatever. Now it's like, oh, you're focused. You have something to be focused on a, a human life, yeah. all day. And now you got to go be funny. And sometimes, like I used to like to have a, maybe a little
0: more drinks than I should after a show. Or mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do that. Then, yeah. I, then, then getting up at six thirty is going to be real tough. Yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah. and that's. But do you enjoy that?
2: That that has changed? Yeah, I mean, waking up not. But if you get to sleep in,
0: it's not that bad. You know, like if I could sleep until eleven and have a couple drinks in that, it's not a big deal. Yeah, for
2: sure. But waking up at six thirty after a couple drinks. Uh, I feel that. Was the uh, Thune family supportive of the comedy choice? And, and are they? They were very
0: confused by. I lied. So when I. I uh, Boys and Girls Club, and then I went to Europe for four months um, just to like. I didn't go to college. I just figured like, I should go see the world or something. Yeah. And, and um, I came back and realized I got to move. Like, this is. Everything's different. I didn't know how big this fucking world was. And wow. It actually happened the night I did karaoke. I, I met <laughs> these two. Karaoke can be a very, very powerful thing. Yeah, yeah it can. Well, I met these two, it was called Rock Roque. actually, it was a band, and I nice. met these two, I was staying in a hostel in Nice, France, and I met this Australian dude, and we were walking down the street, and these two... We can say his name on air, Fabio? Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> and these two uh, French girls pulled up, like, in, like, they saw us walking, and they pulled up in front of us, and we walked up, and they, like, bonjour, and they started talking, and then I was like, hi, and they're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> they, go, they go, we thought you were Italian. <laughs> Whoa. this guy. And the guy did look kind of Italian, and who knows what I am. But, like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow! they
0: were, like, about to take off. And I was like, no, 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 but – and the, the guy, the Australian guy worked it. And he was like, no, why don't you guys meet us tonight at this place, Molly's or whatever. And So they were like, all right. So they meet us there, and we're, like, having drinks and a dinner. And they come around. They hand us these sheets, like, write your songs down for a rock-a-roki and some band setting. I'm like, oh, shit. So I just wrote down hero Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> and
2: uh always a st- i mean like you're sure. just going to win everyone's heart. and hearts. then i wrote
0: down um every rose has its thorn by uh poison yeah 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 name? yeah so anyway they come an hour goes by this chick's not into me at all and then i go up on stage and they're like all right uh nick every rose has its thorn I'm like all right let's go up and I'm like, hey, can I play guitar? I know how to play. And they're like, sure. No one else had played an instrument. And then I just fucking blew this girl's mind. <laughs> <laughs> to where, like I played the song and it was like, what? <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, I'm working at a boys and girls club and I can go to France <laughs> and blow some God. French chick's mind on stage. What am I doing? What am I doing <laughs> with yeah, my dude. life? Exactly. Can None. you
1: imagine me? Just so going up there in France. Like, so she-
0: probably wearing a Hurley shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Looking all Italian, <laughs> you're like French girl. You have no idea what's coming. About a quarter of this beard. <laughs> Hear your favorite
2: song.
0: Oh, we both lie close together, we feel miles apart inside. That's what. That's a song I'd pull right there. Pussies wet. Well, no, what, I'll right give you guys now. a little hero. So then afterwards, they're like, "That was great, Nick. How about another song?" And I was like, "Yeah, how about Hero, but just me solo?" They're like, all right. "Oh shit." And the, and the hero song was a song I played as a joke mm-hmm. for the kids of the boys and girls club all the time just because okay.
1: it's goofy it's funny it's yeah, popular yeah thought it was funny to like they, 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 they think it's funny like oh my god our counselor listens to music that I listen to this guitar is so no, he doesn't even know how to open the case I to tune that up nah it's good enough yeah okay
2: but um selfishly do uh I'm not gonna pimp you out and make you play a bit but you're holding that guitar, mm-hmm. and uh, I love a lot of your guitar bits. Um, I'm not gonna make you do like one, like the text or the instant messenger one. Mm-hmm. But is there any that you that you like that you haven't done in a while? Um, or what was like your what was one that like, feel like maybe put you on the map or like one that you did that was?
0: Uh, well, actually, the, the the first bit, the first bit that I ever did that was a story with a guitar was for um, I was at community college and there was a sandwich drive and I was like some it was a DECA class remember DECA fuck yeah it was like a marketing class Mm -hmm. and um, my job was to basically put together the sandwich drive and everyone (laughs) in the job like class had different jobs different parts my
2: job was to organize pizza Friday yeah,
0: yeah, really. <laughs> Holy shit! Was that
2: like the 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 one field? Comedians? Did you take it to
0: the next level, or did you just put pizza? Oh, in there I like...
2: crushed Pizza Friday, mm-hmm. but uh, I also didn't do anything else, and so I eventually got fired because <laughs> they were. That'll happen. I, I was like, only made my friends work on Pizza Friday, and everyone was like, "Why aren't we working?" I was like, because "We don't know each other that well." And Evan and Ben and John are awesome. It's it's funny because like you.
0: I, I knew the job was the thing, but here, I had a thing about sandwiches yeah. at the time. I was a very picky eater, and I wouldn't eat any sandwich besides a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I love that. Value. I didn't oh, like ham. I didn't like mustard. I didn't like mayo. I didn't want any of it. Yeah. So the night before this thing, I was like, all right, well, tomorrow I've got to do a presentation about the next. Uh, that was on a Friday, and then on Saturday it was the sandwich feed for homeless people. So I had to give a whole presentation on what the plan was, where we're meeting, and take charge. And yeah. So that night I wrote a song. About peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> oh, and because I knew that the next day I was going to walk in and say, listen, guys, the sandwich feed's a little different this year. We're not doing ham. We're not doing turkey. We're only doing peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> but, Nick, why? Let's do that. And I go, because it, it, the, it, when you know the way that peanut butter and jelly has affected my life, then maybe you think, yeah, you're right. That's all I want to eat from now on. <laughs> and uh, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to share a little story with yeah. you. And then I pulled my guitar out. And the teacher was over at her desk like, what the I can see you doing (laughs) You're supposed to just say like Noon tomorrow Right
2: Uh, Give the details And (laughs) shut up Italian guy (laughs) Wait Oh yeah I'm gonna
0: (laughs) The first lyric My wife and I were dating at the time We Mm -hmm. we broke up for five years But we were dating at this moment And she gave me the first line in this Uh, there you go
1: peanut butter jelly get in my belly (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you wouldn't want to lay claim to that lyric (laughs) I like to buy
0: you at the
1: grocery store
0: (laughs) Jiffy Skippy Adams ooh, crunchy so crunchy smooth (laughs) I can have peanut butter any way I want my mom always said Nick Liz Ivan Thune it's up to you (laughs) peanut butter jelly I remember every day junior high my mom would pack me a sack lunch I'd take it to school and always be a peanut butter jelly sandwich in there there's a little note said Nick don't forget um, don't shake your pants today (laughs) something I struggled with back then (laughs) remind you guys this is my first comedic bit it's not like comic <laughs> gold here
1: <but laughs> hey, kidding me you're
2: killing direction <laughs> i was just sucked into that yeah
0: i was into the story so anyways i go to lunch and i eat my sandwich and carry on the day probably get an tea later in the day lemon lime,
1: Ooh, lemon lime. <laughs> thank you wow backup
0: <laughs> anyways that day i got on the bus went home what does it need like any other day just take the bus home do your chores on the way back, this kid named Timothy, about a year older than me, real scumbag, <laughs> put a piece of gum in my hair. He laughed. He said, hey, look at Nick. He's got gum in his hair. He's a real faggot.
1: <laughs> that, that's a new ad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Updated the material. Hey, chef,
0: come here. <laughs> got off the bus. There's a lot more jokes here. I can't remember right now, but I got off the bus and I got home. My mom saw my hair. She freaked out. She put ice in it. Didn't do anything, but it made it harder hold out a pair of scissors that's when my dad got home from work heard the garage door opening he came inside he saw my mom holding scissors over my head he grabbed them. he threw them out the window side note window was closed (laughs) he said cindy you're not putting ice in his hair you're not cutting his hair out we're gonna get some peanut butter we're gonna get it in there (laughs) it turns out the natural greases and oils and peanut butter take gum out of hair my mom left that day She didn't come back For a couple months um, About three years later My parents recommitted Their marriage <laughs> I'm really proud of them <laughs> And then uh, Oh wait Oh I forgot a whole verse <laughs> Shoot Oh this is the singy part um, Okay we're gonna go back On a Quentin Tarantino Peanut butter It's like peanut butter uh, You know everything was cool in, in, in junior high I was a popular kid uh, Everyone loved me Um, Except when you wear headgear and braces (laughs) Kids start making funny faces Nick, you got gum in your hair, you get big disgrace And you're kicking that peanut butter can all over the face God, I had like some queen lyrics in there (laughs) Oh shit, I don't know, that's a bad version, guys I don't care But yeah, I did that to the whole class And then we did a peanut butter jelly uh, sandwich feed the next day Uh, As you do That
2: crushed, right?
0: yeah i don't think people really know what was going on
1: (laughs) (laughs) they weren't weren't exactly expecting it
0: but i remember doing it thinking like that's a good bit so then i started doing it open mics and i would like but i would go to like poetry open mics and um like musical and go up there like a serious like when i would do the blackbird song yeah right right and i started telling that story and it started going really good and when i moved to la that's the only five minutes i had so
2: for the first few months i just did that on stage how were the open mic comics receiving that or just comics in general, where they are like, oh shit, because I can't think of too many people no, I wasn't, even since then that are doing
0: that Yeah, well. but I, you know what though? I was doing that at Musical, and, and then I started doing this song called Miss and then I actually, this song about Instant Messenger, yeah. and that's what I would start doing at Comedy Open Mics. But what happened was, is I was here for four months, and before I went home for Christmas for the first time, that's back when your parents paid for you to go home, Yeah, um, I remember meeting uh, a real comedian hadn't met any. i have just been meeting these musicians and poets and stuff. But it's okay. We could say who she was. Rita Rudner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was Rita. She <laughs> changed your life. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't even remember who it was. It might have been Owen Benjamin or something. And, and I was like, yeah, man, how much do you go up? And he's like, five times a week. And I was like, what? I was going up like once or twice a week, maybe. I thought that was hmm. like a lot. Yeah. And he's like, no, man, you got to go up like every night. And so I went home and I made a goal at New Year's before I came back. Like, I'm going to do seven sets a week. No matter what. And that mm-hmm. year, I did 570 sets. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's kind of skipping. So when I got back from Europe, I just said to my boss, like, I'm moving. And, and then I lied to my parents and said, the Boys and Girls Club's transferred me to Los Angeles. Because they weren't It they, would, they wouldn't have been like, yeah, you should just move. The, yeah. I just figured that people would give me a hard time and I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. So I just moved down and then I got a job they, in and, reality and, TV.
1: And they believe that the Boys and Girls Club was like, hey... This is our this is our best guy up here. But you know, you know what struggling struggling in Los Angeles. <laughs> they're struggling in Los Angeles. I yeah. was a <laughs> they good need liar. some counselors like you. I think like, like every comedian we're all good liars. Yeah. But then but then you said you got a job in reality TV? Yeah, so I came down and
0: it, and it was like this, you know when you first move here and someone's like, "Oh, I know this girl named Jane, you should get coffee." Yes. And it was a girl named Jane. And they were like, "Hey, you she you should eat call her or something so i called her and she's like hey i'm actually having a birthday party tomorrow night this so i got here on a friday called her on a saturday sunday night i go to her house for a birthday party i walk in she's there i say hey jane i'm nick and she said oh nick meet my friend billy Billy's a casting director and he works what show you're starting a new show tomorrow right billy and he's like yeah nanny and she's like yeah nick needs a job actually and he goes oh well meet me for a coffee at nine tomorrow and i'll interview you so I met him at Starbucks in La Brea in Santa Monica at 9 a.m. And he was like, well, just follow me to work.
2: <laughs> and you got a job. It's that easy to yeah. get a job at Hollywood, kids. Yeah, but it just goes to show you, man, right place, right time. Also, don't be Put, a dick. Putting yourself out
0: there <laughs> yes. and just yeah. going to
2: – yeah, anyway. And then, yeah, because you could have said no to that. You could have been like, I'm not ready to go to parties and meet people. Like Yeah. You know, or just not feeling comfortable. But It was uh, great. So then you did that
0: for – Yeah, actually two weeks later, they somebody that was a job above me, because I was like a PA for the casting department, quit – and so the next thing you know, I'm in Memphis and Florida and, and Iowa for a week or two weeks at a time, just going and filming families in their houses. What? To send back these tapes like, hey, here's a possible family we could use. Because most of these families couldn't f- figure out how to film themselves. <laughs> so th- this wait, is before was before like phones had
1: cameras. What, yeah. What was the show? Nanny 911. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's right. when they're like, uh, families that have really bad kids and, and they like, take like, some British nanny would come exactly. in like a mary poppins type and go oh that was the naughty stool like sit on the naughty stool or something well, that one of the there's a couple there's like
0: nanny man one, and one then there's super nanny there's a couple uh, well i mean the whole and, nanny craze of the late 90s they're all british nannies <laughs> they gotta be
2: those are the best nannies i feel like it was so
0: much fun and this is the one thing i say because i like i the last job that i had that was in um that wasn't comedy was i was the um Production coordinator for Ashley Simpson's 21st birthday in Las Vegas for MTV Holy It was a half-hour special. And, All right,
1: uh, <laughs> keep going. And bragger, <laughs> and I just tell me about Ryan Cabrera's hair. And
0: I, I hate say, and I actually like have somewhere else said something bad about her, and I shouldn't. But like, I just remember watching it and being there in Las Vegas, and she was throwing temper tantrums about this and that, and she put on a performance that she couldn't even make it through. Uh, without breaking down for some reason. I just remember mm-hmm. looking and I was doing stand up a lot at that time and I knew I had it. I knew I was doing it right. Yeah. And I just remember like looking around and being like, I am working like I have more talent in one like it just drew yes. it drove me yeah. up yeah. a wall to where it made yeah. me that much more inspired. And you know what, she was talented and that that's shitty of me to say. But at the time the anger you know that sure. anger of like you're working and you're working for somebody that you don't believe you should be working for. Right. And, you know and, and um that, But I always tell people, like, they were like, I want to do comedy full-time. It's like, dude, don't do it full-time as long as you can because the some of the best jokes and most creative I was, like, I had to learn how to be better and different. Yeah. But when you're working a real job and around real people all day, that's what makes you... Real
2: and yes. makes you like, yeah. you, and, and gives you things to write about, yeah. and makes you fight for it to get out of that. There's that, that job. great saying that I feel like I repeat all the time, where it's like you have to live a life worth writing about, and it's mm-hmm. like if you're yeah, if you're isolating yourself and only being at comedy clubs all the time, and you don't go to the zoo on a random you know Tuesday with somebody because they got an extra pass or whatever, and you don't take those opportunities, you're not going to put yourself in situations to. To just see, experience things that you're like, oh man, I wasn't, I wouldn't have done that anyway. And then something happens at the zoo, and and you're like, oh shit, those fucking, I didn't know that bears and gorillas got along that well. And then you know, yeah. I'm not saying that has to be the bit, <laughs> but uh, you know, you stole my bear and gorilla bit,
0: you <laughs> asshole. But it's the thing of like, yeah, it it, it pushes you yeah to get out. But and I think a lot of people do kind of get out a little quick from working jobs. I did too. I I had to go back to work. Just God, the best job I got in reality TV was. Somebody like that I worked with on another show. You know when you work in production, you get calls like, hey, I got an odd just job thing. and Right, and, and you, you just want work, I can't so you'll do take it. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a show for Maryland PBS. It was a pilot mm-hmm. for B- Ben Stein. Where he goes to into a house where family has really bad credit, and he helps them get good credit.
1: I'm gonna help you out of your debt yeah. crisis.
0: Flynn
2: and, and I'm racist. Yeah. <laughs> what, he really?
0: He just did something. I don't know. If it Was racist or homophobic? One of them. Something, something. on yeah. Twitter? Yeah. No. On on, on uh, like Fox News. Oh, shit. Keep keep talking. I'll Google yeah. it. <laughs> and so, so basically, I got on a phone call and did an interview with this guy in Maryland who worked at the station. He's like, "Yeah, listen." Uh, we can only afford sixteen hundred bucks a week and I like looked at my room and I was like, Are you fucking? <laughs> and I was like, All right, that should do. Um, and he's like, Yeah, uh, so far we posted like one Craigslist ad and we got one response. So, you know, it'd be great to have like, you know, we can put you on retainer for six weeks and we'd love just like one really good family. So yeah. he sends me that one family. And what family do you think was on that show? that one family and for six weeks (laughs) people in maryland were paying me 600 bucks a week to continue to do comedy and uh holy shit give them back the one family that they never even read there was like an email that was unopened like
1: ford (laughs) uh for 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 those of you wondering uh (laughs) ben stein uh called barack obama the most racist president that has ever been in america and he's not talking about Andrew Jackson or anything like that. No, he's not talking about, he's not talking about Andrew Jackson who owns who slaves. No, no,
2: not talking about that at all. So, okay. Um, before we wrap this up, I want to talk real quick about the, um, uh, the pilot you got to do with Amy Poehler. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was really fun. How was it? That was awesome. It, it's, I mean, it's,
0: I've had some opportunities to do pilots over the years that every time you sign up for it, there's no way it's not going to go. And that was the biggest one. Like, I did one with Kelsey Grammer. first pilot that I did was with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, and And you're thinking, holy crap, it's Frazier. This is going. Every show he's on runs. And it was going, Mm -hmm. and then he got two mild heart attacks in Hawaii. It was, like, in the news. That's how I found out about it. And then they were like, yeah, he's going to take a year off. (laughs) You're like, all right. Okay. And And then I did one with Matthew Broderick. No shit. Like Lauren like, Michaels produced, and who knows what happened to that. And then, and,
1: and and you're thinking Lauren Michaels, Matthew Broderick. This show's no go. way. Yeah, yeah it, there's it, no it, way. It just shows you in this business, there's no guarantee. And then you do a pilot with Amy Poehler, who, if you could think like who are the top five people in comedy, yeah. that if they proposed anything, yeah. it, it would go. Amy would be on that
0: yeah. list. Ted
2: Danson, well, and David Amy Poehler, David obviously. Wayne
0: directed it. So that's like oh, you know Jesus. like that's a um, and um, Fred Willard was in it. <laughs> Natasha
1: Leone. Yeah, why did this not go? Um, Who knows? In the end, the answers you get are none of them are probably even wise, right? You know, like, and, 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 and none and none make you go, oh yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah. no, like, like none satisfy you when they say no. No, I've learned to, to invest in nothing mentally <laughs> into it. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah,
0: it's a job, and you get to work with new people and hopefully build relationships that will, you know, benefit you in the future. And I, that's happened to me. I've. I've been in a pilot that some director did, and then later auditioned for him for something else and got a job because I was good to work with the first time. You know, and that's really all this business is. is Good
2: lesson to learn, by the way, for a a young comic listening. That like, yeah, you like show up always, like do do your thing, be you, like be, uh, 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 you know, attentive and and polite and fun and like because like like you just said like that, whether or not something goes or not, you're gonna have no control over, but you can have control over how you're gonna conduct yourself, and it's like yeah. I mean, it's that's why there's pockets of these comedy, you know, groups now because people are just like, "Oh, I want to work with those guys cuz I know they deliver and they're not a problem." And uh Half the time when you
0: go into an audition, they're really looking at you like, Are you gonna be a cool guy? <laughs> because we just we're sick
1: of working with people that aren't cool. Yeah, you're, you're and we nice. to work with. Yeah. And so yeah, the Honda Fit guy saw he was like, That would be very good he'd be he'd be very good fit I, fit I gotta go on the record, I don't know if it was a Japanese guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, that's not a Japanese guy. guy. That's Brad's Irishman. Uh, this is my Irish exit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is not coming close to the Irish. <laughs> yeah. That Honda commercial was the best. That just came out of nowhere, and it was like I just had a kid, and it was like, it's true what they say. When you have a kid, things work. Like <laughs> <laughs> what everyone tells you, like man, watch it. When you have that kid, things are going to start moving, and then it just did. Who says that? Other people that other comedians that have had kids have just like you start working with a different purpose. You work mm-hmm. harder. You work different. You know, like it
1: just. You care more, yeah. Well, maybe we should stop pulling out. I mean, I used to. I like <laughs> two years before that. No, don't, don't, don't do <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna stop pulling out. Nick Noon, you have uh, you have inspired me. There, <laughs> well, if I've done anything, it's <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: for a tiny Brad Williams in um, the world. Let's uh, plug your special uh, special folk hero on Fol- Netflix on Netflix. Yeah, yeah getting, uh, and
1: that, and that's accessible. always like it, it it always says that uh it always tells me like you watched this comedy special you watched this thing you should watch Nick, Nick, oh, Nick it pops Thune. it up yeah so you must be getting tons of new fans off of that i love how it does that it that it's the slowest burn it mm-hmm. just continues to go
0: and more and more people continue to. And
1: hear because it's about always it. there, it, people are always discovering it for the first time. It's great. Yeah. And then they probably write you, that joke was hilarious. You're like, I wrote that joke eight years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. okay. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. I'm glad it's that Netflix was the best way to do it, I think. Yeah. It
0: was
2: just so. And where'd you shoot that again? The Bell House in Brooklyn. Awesome. Mm hmm. And I love the picture, the art for it, too. I think we talked about this when you were first releasing it, yeah. how uh, just great of a shot it was. Because on Netflix, when you're scrolling through stuff, that's such an um, important part of whether people are going to click on it or it's not. It's
0: all about the image. Mm. And I looked, I, I spent time, like, I had my graphic designer take it and mock it into a Netflix page to see if it stood out. Oh, interesting. But I also, it's smart like, though. I, I started, like, having somebody who knows a lot about cameras looking through, like, what cameras are people using? And everyone's using a fucking Canon 5D, which is like a camera that people are like, now that I have this, I can shoot full movies and take really great shots. Mm-hmm. And they do take great shots, and the cameras are good. But, I found that for like an extra thousand bucks, I could rent a camera that's worth like thirty grand. It's Mm -hmm. a German uh, digital medium format camera called the Hasselblad. Yeah, and it made my picture pop that much more than a Canon. Five, you know, like just anything you can for that little presentation.
1: Well, I mean, that's a very useful tidbit of information. I mean, now we're going to lose Canon as a sponsor, but that's fine.
0: Cannons are great cameras for on the go
1: run. And
2: uh, when I'm in my Honda, I oh, wow. I love a I love a nice And I'm cannon. drinking a snapple filled with vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, did anybody did you get caught or were you funnier in class? I was curious about that when you were drinking because there was kids that were stoned in high school, I remember? That one of them was always a degenerate that I remember was, I saw and in my head I was like, "I would never smoke pot of me in class." But this kid, one of them was like always so visibly stoned and silent and the teacher must have known because i just he never got called on Yeah, you know probably because if it was like you know you know he would just raise his hand and be like seven and he'd be like i asked what the capital <laughs> of florida was he's like oh sorry eight you know Wait, and then, hold but,
0: on there's something to that looks like the <laughs> Seventh capital <laughs> yeah.
1: is Florida's yeah, capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's getting high for He's class. <laughs> that. He's brilliant.
2: That's how the movie starts. <laughs> Genius stoner. But then the other kid was very like odd, uh, very vocal and funny, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's just great at being stoned." Like, so did you trust yourself more? Or were you? Like, Here's what happened: is that I had got a detention
0: from my math teacher, and she was a cheerleading coach, and she sucked, and. <laughs> She later apologized to me when I made something out of myself but she uh, <laughs> she she had it she gave me a detention and I walked in you know after after school detention in our school the wrestling teach the wrestling coach was the guy that yeah, ran it It was
2: always like an aggressor of some sort that was like I need to further authoritate yeah. on children and he sat at his desk
0: and you signed in and then you sat at a table for 45 minutes and you did whatever homework and left and so i yeah. walked into detention. and he didn't really
2: monitor you he was just like dude don't fucking kill me don't run out of here he didn't care yeah
0: <laughs> he didn't care but that's one day when i had to do this one detention there was a substitute teacher for the wrestling coach running detention who also ran in-house suspension you know like the kids that don't get suspended and sent home they get suspended and they go to the detention room all yeah. day oh yeah which yeah. i had six of those locked up but- <laughs> oh god <laughs> and so i go in i see that it's a sub and i just sign my name Wait for her to be distracted and head out as other people are walking in. Mm-hmm. T- took off. Like, brilliant. Would have got away with it, except, did you guys have Saturday schools at your high yeah. school? So, like, all the, dis- the, all the things you could be disciplined with were in-house suspension, which means that you stayed in school all day yeah. and you helped the janitors, like, sweep something. <laughs> um, Out-of-school suspension, expulsion, detention, and Saturday school. And Saturday school was you had to come to school on Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon, and do homework. Right. And it sucked. Yeah, because we are doing anything. And I missed a Saturday school. And so when I was supposed to be in detention, the principal, the vice principal, went to find me in detention to reschedule my Saturday school, saw that I wasn't in there, and then saw that I signed in. Oh, shit. Wow. So the next day at school, I make it through my first couple classes, and I end up in math class. <laughs> Sit down. Miss Porter goes, uh, class starts. This is, how, this is how much she sucked. <laughs> class starts. And she goes, so Nick... How was detention yesterday? I was like, it's great. Worked. Yeah, it was good. She goes, what'd you do? What'd you work on? I was like, did some math, a little English. <laughs> and she goes, well, you're a liar because you weren't in detention yesterday. Aww. And I go, oh, well, you're a fat bitch. <laughs> 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 and I happened to have a vodka in my Snapple at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got sent out of her classroom and to there, somebody eventually smelt the vodka. And, um, did that at least make the uh, That's how I got expelled. Of-
2: Oh, for the shit. vodka, for the fat bitch retort? All of it. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs>
1: I think it was a Molotov cocktail of <laughs> things that all came together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that <laughs> Mixed
0: she. a little
2: fat bitch in there yeah, with a little bit of, uh, you know, yeah. vodka. I, I hated the
0: story so much at that time that, right. that her calling me a liar in front of everybody was just like, okay, first of all, you're right. Yeah, I am
2: a liar. <laughs> I'm, I'm lying through my teeth. But I'll give right you some now. other accurate statistics <laughs> and facts and figures. You're a bitch, and you're, and you're a fat one. You're all the way.
0: Yeah, you know, and I know it's got to be tough since you're the cheerleader leading coach
1: and <laughs> as long uh, as we're out here calling a spade a spade
2: yeah, yeah cause Let's when you get it. called out like that uh, in high school um, you think your is life is over humiliating your veins dude. run yeah and oh every kid guess what you <clears throat> you uh, talking about being the poster child for things that's like that in that moment every kid's just like fucking Nick Dunes the man cause like <laughs> no,
0: that was a spiral <clears throat> I got expelled that day I got arrested that night um no shit no the next morning I got arrested drunk throwing rocks at an RV <laughs> Camping with my buddies. What
2: are you fucking, and, Dan uh, Eckhart in the great outdoors? The one fucking
0: guy that's got a fucking cell phone in his RV calls the cops on me. Oh, this God. is back 96. No one had cell phones. No one had cell phones. <laughs> this guy had a cell phone. It was a Zach Morris phone.
1: He's calling it up. you using nine AA batteries. I've been living Holy at my shit. friend's
0: house for a month because my parents kicked me out too. I was in a bad spot. And so I, my my friend's rules were like, you, as long as you stay in school and you go to our taekwondo classes, dad owned a taekwondo school, <laughs> then you can live in our house. Wow. Pyramid scheme. And uh, yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> Did, you know, did,
1: did Brad's racist Japanese man work there? You up. You for the taekwondo class. He was white, but you were like, "Where did you get that Asian accent?" <laughs> I, I was raised in Little Chinatown. Well, that's Chinese. You're doing
2: Japanese. Yeah.
1: Same thing.
2: <laughs>
1: no difference.
0: <laughs> so then I got sent. My my parents came pick me up from jail. I like, haven't been living there for a month. Turns out it was May seventeenth. Happy with my dad's birthday too. Oh, which just God. like all things that didn't really like mix in my head, and then. Yeah. The next week, my dad was like, let's go down to Oregon, like stay at your grandma's for a while. You can't go to school. You can't stay at our house. And when he gets me down to my grandma's, he's like, hey, tomorrow morning, I'm gonna, before I head back up, I'm going to take you fishing. I'm like, cool. So at 5 a.m., we get in the car to go fishing, which wasn't abnormal. We fished a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fell asleep in the car and then woke up in front of a building with two guys with rubber gloves outside the window. It was a mental institute like mixed with a drug and alcohol thing. Whoa. Oh, Lockdown so then I was immediately you know taken into a room and strip searched and uh, then lived there for a month that <laughs> <Wow. laughs> was great it's a good time every other kid in there had been doing acid and like heroin yeah, and, you and, were, like, the and like suicidal and I was like uh, I have drank like six times. <laughs> one time at
1: school, got caught that once. Uh, uh, threw a rock at an RV. <laughs> called a
2: fat bitch a fat bitch. I mean, like I'm really.
1: <laughs> Other kids are like I stabbed thirty two puppies, and you're just like yeah. I threw some rocks at an RV one time. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, and but, that's where I did learn how. That's where I really learned how to start speaking
0: because you have to get up and speak. And then I realized really quick like oh yeah, you don't get out of here because in Oregon they do. That's where I was in Oregon lockdown. In mm-hmm. Washington, you can leave whenever. Oregon's locked down. You can't leave
2: unless oh, your wow. parents pull you out or the doctor yeah. says you're cured. My sister had to go to one of those too. Yeah. Uh, and it really – so you – your dad just wanted to curb you turning into the kids that were there for longer, right? He's like he, – My
0: mom mostly. Okay, my yeah. dad like – I remember it was a really dark moment actually when I woke up from the nap. My dad was crying in the driver's seat and he was like – Of course, man. felt so bad. Because you feel like you
2: – part of that is a parent was,
0: He knew it was right too but my mom was the enforcer. You know, Mm -hmm. like made me.
2: And as a parent too, you almost feel like you
0: like let your kid down by not being able to like. You are like, fuck! It came to this, and that's eventually how I connect, reconnected with Miss Porter. Uh,
2: (laughs) You've reconnected. So after this podcast on a high note, after I got
0: out of rehab, I would start to. I was like in AA and all this stuff, and I would start speaking at high schools and junior highs, like I would at assembly. And I went back, kicked out of Redmond at Juanita, but then I went back and spoke at an assembly at Redmond High School. And afterwards, Miss Porter came up to me and said. I'm really proud of what you become, and I said I'm really sorry that I call, what I
2: called, <laughs> you, I call, called yeah. you a fat bitch. <laughs> and then she just goes, "Yeah, you have uh, no idea how hard that stung." I had actually just started my Weight Watchers program. Uh, by the way, you have detention next Friday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you coming back? That's you guys, incredible. You probably oh, deserve
1: that, dude. I feel like we could talk to you for five more hours. Can
0: I? Oh, can I promote a tour? Promote everything, dude. Oh, hell yes. That's what I was about to get. So I've got a. Um, I'm doing a tour called Very Tour Much Comedy. Um, <laughs> In February. You will get written letters about the grammar there. You know, I I want to speak to that internet community. I never really finished school or anything. (laughs) When Um, does it start? It starts February uh, 4th. And it goes to the... No, wait. February 2nd to the 16th. It starts in Portland, Maine and ends in Nashville. Awesome. And I'm filming a documentary. Uh, Ben Kronberg and Kate Berland are opening for me. And we're going to be in an RV. And it's going to be Dude, great idea. I
2: think more of those uh, need need to happen from comics because anytime there's been a handful of you know of people uh, successful comics comedians and comedy people people want to see uh, those off stage behind the scenes it sounds like with people that you're friends with Uh, right yeah it's gonna be fun dude that's gonna be Uh, awesome
1: oh and all and all the dates are you can see that on nickthune.com yeah nickthune.com and Mm they have
0: very tour, much comedy and just just off the top it's like new york boston portland maine nashville knoxville Asheville, um a lot of villes dc Connecticut somewhere, Rhode Island. Yeah, there's a lot of any them. Seattle in there or no? No, it's all East Coast. Okay, cool. Okay, we're not uh, gonna. Yeah, let's let's take the RV over to Seattle really quick uh, <laughs> from our Rhode Island gig and then head back hit
1: Boston up. Hey, man, <laughs> perfect. Why not? Hey man, I'm, you know. And then of course follow you on Twitter uh, at Nick Thune. At the Nick Thune. Uh, the uh, special like we said, Nick Thune Folk Hero. Find it on Netflix. Rate it five stars. Give it and yeah. uh, tweet at. At Nick Thune and and tell him how much you enjoyed him hopefully on the About Last Night podcast and maybe uh, give him a good spot to get a vodka snapple.
0: Yeah, I'd appreciate it. (laughs) Still (laughs)
1: loving those drinks.
0: (laughs) Nick, thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.